You are listening to season three of the Week Pastor Podcast, where we view Christianity through the lens of vulnerability. Welcome to the Week Pastor Podcast. We are so delighted that you have joined us on this frigid, frigid day. I'm sure it's frigid where you're listening, unless you're listening from California, Florida, Arizona, but any other part of this country, you're gonna probably it's probably a cold day. And I know it's super cold in Ohio um, right now, right? We are both wearing camouflage. Is that 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 doesn't look like camo? Look. It looks like it's just oh, it's dark camo. It's like yeah. a dark cam. We are totally we're so in sync. If this are we is twinning? A, we're twinning. This, if this is a reflection of how in sync we're gonna be and our chemistry is gonna be on point, this is very exciting. Sua, our very chemistry exciting. is always on point. That's <laughs> okay, that's one yes, of the best things right. about us. That that's we have correct. chemistry when that's we correct. come on the show. So yeah, it's so. cold. It's cold. But today's supposed to get up to actually it's supposed to be warmer. So I'm gonna see if I can get outside and, and do some tennis i feel like we need better to... like small talk um conversation topics because i feel like this is like you know you know you know when you watch like bridgerton's or read like jane austen yeah. and there's very like there's certain topics of conversation i am a fan of that show by the way oh are you a fan yeah. of bridgerton I do. oh I've, are I've you watched, i've watched i think i think there are two seasons is it two seasons there are two seasons yeah. and a spinoff with Queen Charlotte. Oh yeah, no, I don't. I haven't watched that. That one, one is the best. That no, one is I, so good. No, is it really the it's second really one? Really I was good. very disappointed with the second one because, like, you barely see Daphne. Daphne is like the the center of attention, in my opinion. But see, like, that's no, it was no, no. Focused on so, like so many other people. I'm like, come on now. Well, first of all, the guy that was in the first one did not come back. So it would be very yeah. difficult. Oh, to is have that why? Yes, it would be very difficult. But dude, so many women like that, dude. Bridgerton. So well, he, he's he's very dreamy. But he Bridgerton is, dreamy, is um, Even though based on like a series of romance books. And, you know, that's my that's my jam, like romance books. Okay. Have you read the Bridgerton? I have completely read. The, I read it before <laughs> it was even a TV show. Okay? So I have crazy. the box set. Oh my um, god, you are so And the whole oh no, but the whole concept gosh. behind the Bridgerton series is that um so every kid, I don't know, you don't know this. You don't need to know this. Nobody needs to know this, but I'm just going to say it anyway because who cares? Right, um right, every yeah, kid in the Bridgerton household is named after like the letter of the alphabet. It starts A, so Anthony, so and then it goes to A, B, C, D, E, F, G up to H, I think Hyacinth. Wow. Like last one. But basically every book is about each kid. So that's oh, why the first season okay. was about Daphne, but the second season was about Anthony. So every yeah, I, I did not like the second different. season about Anthony. I, I wish the seasons could center around really? Daphne. I like, I like Daphne. the second season better than the first season. Really? Yes, no, I like, because I, um, I, I like the, I like the first season better because uh, Miss Miss Sharma. Wait, was it Miss Sharma? Was yeah, Miss Sharma, Kate. She Who's was that? so beautiful. The Indian main lead. In season two, oh, she was I would agree. so beautiful. I would agree. I would agree with that. I would Her riding that, that horse. I mean, she was just yes. like a vision. <laughs> anyway, sorry. We have completely <laughs> wasted. That was not even what I meant. My, my point was that we need to get beyond the safe topics of conversation that like women in the 1800s were allowed to like talk about with their suitors. We need to yeah. branch out. True. True. Branch out from weather. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, but it it is cold though. It's cold, but uh, we are grateful that you have listened. Hopefully, you'll get some laughs out of this one today. Our focus is a show about a show about nothing. We're just gonna just talk, share some stuff that might be going on in our lives. And before we do that, I thought so. It would be really nice for uh, us to just share. I remember a couple episodes ago, I talked about you know one of the questions was what makes you sad, and then uh, we shared what makes us sad. So I want to change the tone today. What makes you happy today? Anything, is there like a, a happy moment, a joyful moment uh, that happened recently that you can share with the audience to, so that people can know? Because you're generally an upbeat person, but is there something that happened recently that just made you like overly joyful? Why don't you go? Oh, of course. I got a few, but I'll save oh, one for that. So, right. But um, I, uh, the first one is this. Sula, I am so happy these days. No, not even happy, joyful. Because I am injured, injury free. Like I oh. don't have injuries on my body right now, and like I guess, I guess the reason why I'm so happy about that is because like I'm able to work out at Maven like I used to. Like I'm able to use the weights that I used to use, and like I just haven't been able to do that for over two years. And it was actually quite kind of depressing because I had shoulder issues and things like that, and it took me like two years to recover. But I am like recovering so well, and. I'm going so hard and this like this week we had a workout like I can't even lift my arms yesterday. It's just it's just we did these we did crazy amount of reps and stuff like that. 
But man, I just, I was using the weights that I used before I got injured and like Taylor came in and Taylor's the owner of Maven and uh, he's a physical therapist. So if you ever need good PT, go to Maven. All right. But anyway, not um, sponsored. Not yeah, we're not sponsored, but uh, hopefully Taylor, if you're listening, give me a Maven shake. That'll, that'll be the sponsor. <laughs> what about PT. me? What do I get? <laughs> you get one too. All right. You get a Maven <laughs> shake. Uh, but, but anyway, uh, uh, he comes in and he's like, dude, chill out. You're going to get injured again. It's like, relax. I'm like, I was like, I call him D because his uh, his Korean name starts with a D. And I was like, yo, D, I was like, I haven't felt this good like in years. Like, just leave me alone. Let me enjoy this because I leave probably me won't alone. get injured. But I was like, let me just enjoy this because I have not felt this good like ever. I can do a pull up without any pain. So I'm getting ready for next year's Murph. So I'm like trying to work back up into my you pull up game. You should not be in that Murph arena no, I'm gonna ever do since it. you I'm sent somebody Sua. into Rapto. Remember when yeah. you, you're no, no, a hazard? Sua. You're a Sua, hazard. I feel so good. Like I'm, I can't wait. I haven't done the Murph in almost three years because of, of my injuries. I'm getting ready for the Murph Memorial Day weekend. I'm going to be doing the Murph. I can't wait. So I just, it makes me so happy. Like just, you know, as you get older, like if you're listening and you're young, like you're just like big deal. Like what? Because when you get injured, you heal in like a week, right? But when you get older, you don't heal quick. It takes forever to heal. And it's been a, kind of like a discouraging like road, like in terms of fitness and stuff like that. But uh, I just been feeling so good. So, man, just feel so good i don't know i just feel so good i'm so I mean, happy like it, I'm, i could nice. be with my arms up right now because i'm so sore i use like serious weights <laughs> i feel so good like it hurts so good right now it hurts so, so good. good it hurts so good i know so that makes me really happy right there's other things and i'll share maybe a little later but that's what kind of brings me a lot of joy so anyway yeah why don't i mean you, i don't i don't want to start off this conversation um on like a gym bro level but since that's apparently Come on, you're my new identity, bro. yeah, apparently that's my new identity. Um, <laughs> I, I do think that no, no, I mean, th you know, when I do the Peloton, there's sometimes these instructors that give very cheesy like pep talks, like they have these like. Do you still do the Peloton? Yeah, yeah, I have to do. You oh, have you to do, do cardio still. Um, okay. I have I have heart disease that runs in my family, and so oh, um, okay, I serious. really need to do the cardio. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's really funny is. I also, my dad also has type two diabetes. And so the other day I was Ooh. like Skyping with my mom. So my parents were Skype because they, my parents live in Korea. So the two of them were Skyping with me and I was telling my mom, I was like, yeah, I always have to watch my A1C because I feel like, you know, type two diabetes runs in the family. And so just imagine this, like I'm Skyping with my parents, my mom and dad are both sitting there together. And my mom goes like deadpan. She goes, your dad doesn't have type two diabetes because it runs in the family. He, he has it because he's fat. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so Koreans rude. keep it real, man. So rude. These Korean moms just um, keep it real. Yeah, I mean, so rude. I was, and my dad's just sitting there, like nodding. Yep, it's because I'm fat. I'm like, that, that's not. <laughs> that's not okay. Like major fat shaming going on. But anyways, um, yeah. But anyway, the Peloton instructor, like one of the one of the things they always like to say is, "You don't have to do this. You get to do this." And I'm just kind of right. like, "Oh God, like please, enough." But yes. there yes. is truth to it, you know. I mean, yeah. yeah. You, you think about, you really don't think about how, what a privilege it is to be able to use your body in the way that you do without thinking about it functioning correctly until yeah. something doesn't function correctly. Yes. And then all you think yes. about is how you're being yes. limited by the one thing that's not functioning correctly. And so yeah. I'm with you on that one. And, and, and here's the funny thing about it is like, cause you know, most people, like, I just realized I'm just a natural risk taker because like most people, like they may say, you know what? I've been injured for almost three years now. Like, let me just like take it easy let me not go crazy i'm not gonna go heavy whatever but i don't know for me i'm just like screw it i haven't felt this good in three years i'm just gonna go back to my old weights and you know i've been working up to it i've been working hard and i was like i'm just gonna go for it and it's just like i feel so good it's like yeah there it's 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 uh after after I, like this past yesterday you know taylor saw like i was like he could see like the joy in my face <laughs> And he's just like, he, he's like, you're, 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 he's like, are you angry? Cause you didn't finish the workout. Cause we did like a 35 minute time limit and it was just too many reps. I couldn't finish everything. And I was like, yeah, I'm a little upset that I didn't finish it, but I'm like really happy that I was able to, to use the weights that I used to, to do the things I had to do for this workout. So if I, if I went light, then I would have been able to finish it. But the fact that I didn't go light, that's, that's the, that's the reason why I couldn't finish I mean, it. So I'm not, um, I'm not a, I am a very risk averse person, especially when it comes to physical things. Like I just don't want to, I've seen people get injured and then they, their yeah. bodies are never the same. So I never want to do that. But yesterday, um, so my daughter, my younger daughter, um, I guess has been trying to practice handstands 
I don't know why. I think nice. this is like what they do at recess. And so every day she's been coming home and she's been doing her handstands and she's been, she, she's, they're not allowed to watch like YouTube during the week, but she was like, mommy, I really need to look up on YouTube how to become like how to become more flexible because I would like to do like a really good split. For some reason she can't do a split, which I think is really weird because ki- I thought all kids can do a split. Like my older daughter can do a split with no issues and she's never what? done gymnastics or anything. I don't know why my younger daughter can't. She just no, So anyway, like, yeah. she's been looking up on YouTube how to become more flexible. So like this morning when I came in after dropping off my older daughter, she was sitting there doing yoga, trying to like become more flexible. Anyway, so yesterday she was trying to do handstands and then my older daughter was trying to battle her to see who can hold their handstands longer. So then of course, John decided he's going to get in on this. And of course he dominated because the guy's like, you know, much older. And he doesn't even lose his kids. So he's like doing handstands and then they kept insisting I do it. But I was like, absolutely not. I will not do a handstand because if I bend my back the wrong way, that's over for me. Like I refuse. And they just kept pushing me and John kind of being like you, you know, it's just like, won't stop bothering me. Like mommy, mommy. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. mommy is not doing a handstand. I'm sorry guys, but mommy will not do it. So. Wow. John can do a handstand. That's impressive. Yeah. Can you not do a handstand? I can't balance. I mean, does he use the wall to balance? No, I mean, he can't do it for a long time. He does it for like maybe three, three, four seconds. Oh, okay, like, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I like, thought, I thought like, no, 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 like, no, no. Like saying mommy while he's doing a handstand, you know, like, no, just like, no, 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 no. He's won. telling me to try. Oh, okay. Um, okay. He also made me do a cartwheel. Like, by the way, fun fact, I can't do a cartwheel. I never learned how to do a cartwheel. It's one of those things that I think you learn as a pay. kid. And then I would pay you know, to see you try so... to do a cartwheel. Like John wouldn't believe me that I can't do a cartwheel. He's like, there's no way you can't do it. I can't. I cannot. And then finally I did it. And he was like, you're joking, right? Like that that was a joke. I was like, that's not a joke. That's that's how I do a cartwheel. I, 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 my cartwheel is pretty nice. I got a pretty good cartwheel. Yeah, so. but it's also a hazard. Like everyone has to vacate within like a one mile <laughs> radius because your legs are so long. You're going to kick somebody into outer space. All right. Well, what about you? So what made you happy? What brings you joy recently? What brings me joy? You know, I'm such a basic, basic girl. Like I love Christmas season. I just love Christmas. So it doesn't, buy all your gifts. Did you buy all your gifts? I have bought all my gifts. Um, John and I don't really do like gift gifts. You Mm -hmm. know, we, we, we try to keep it like $20 and under. Um, what? Oh, no, John yes, does not. John does not adhere to that. In my opinion. I mean, we, that's actually an upgrade for us. We usually for, we usually don't even do gifts for ourselves. But the what? reason why we started doing it was because like the kids are like, how come you guys don't give each other gifts? And so that's why. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like gifts are not, I, mean, I probably shouldn't say this on record, but gifts, like receiving gifts is not my love language. Yeah. So it doesn't really like excite me that much. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, yeah. But anyway, I just love Christmas season. I, I'm that person who listens to Christmas carols in the middle of the year because I just like love it. I know. I'm so, I'm so bad. So weird. I know. I'm such a weirdo, but I just love it. So when Christmas season really comes around, I mean, it's like 10 out of 10 excitement level for me. I just oh. love it. Like I'm driving around, there's Christmas decorations everywhere. There's like a 10 foot Santa waving at me. Do you decorate, do you decorate your house? Of course I do. And every year really? I buy a little bit more. And I think John is starting to become a little bit nauseated by the number of um, Christmas trinkets that I'm collecting all around the house. Um, Look, but, do you decorate the exterior of your house? Yes. And actually, you know, what's really nice. So, um, we do wreaths and we do some lights, but I had really wanted to do, you know, when you see those like people's like sidewalks and they put them, they put like lights all like to light up the sidewalk. Well, I kind of yeah. wanted to do that, but our sidewalk is so long, like it's so long. And so I said something to John in passing. I was like, I think like maybe next year we should invest it's going to be expensive and a lot of labor because our sidewalk is so long, but I think we should do it because I think it'll really complete like our house. Like it'll just really look yeah. amazing. So anyway, I went to, um, I went on a trip. I went to Palm Springs to celebrate my friend Jen's 40th birthday. So we went there ooh, and then ooh. when I came back, he picked the kids and John picked me up and it was nighttime and I was driving in and he had done it. Like he had put uh, the lights uh, out. It was like dang. a nice welcome home. He yeah. made love to you without having sex. That's 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 amazing. That's a secret to, to marriage. Why did we have to go that no, route? That's that's a secret to marriage. You got to like say, how can I make love to my spouse without having sex? Well, that's anyway, what you did. It was so nice. That's amazing. And it looks amazing. And that's several neighbors wow. have messaged us being like, your house looks great. So I mean, I feel like we've won. You know. All right, all right. You're gonna have to take a photo and send it to me. Okay, I just want to see what your house looks like. I don't like want to stumble anyone with the who? amazingness of the house. 
You know, yeah, I don't yeah, want to like please. stumble people. So you could just send it to me because okay, we're not yeah. gonna make a apology. Just send it, send right. it to me. But can I ask you, who does the shoveling of your of your driveway when it snows? Then, do you guys have help? I wish I could show you a picture of our driveway. Um, I wish I could show you so that because then you wouldn't even ask me that question. Um, the Why? driveway it takes so from my front door to yeah. my mailbox, which is like where the curb starts. It takes us about a solid three to five minutes to walk, like three to four no, minutes to on. walk. It's you're lying, it's, Sua. You're lying. No, no, I'm no not. way. The, the so, you know, so on garbage day, we have to bring out the garbage cans. John usually yeah. use like rides his UTV to like bring out the trash cans. So then, does he use his UTV to the shovel? Does he have a thing no, to so shovel he the has, snow? So he had he has to a buy a snow, like he had to buy like an actual, yeah. Yeah, like he sits on and drives it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way. Like you could not, you could not shovel that. Wait, are you saying that your driveway is longer than a hundred yards, like than a football field? No, 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 no. I don't think so. We just walk slowly. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll take a picture and show you. You'll understand. Okay. It's very, very long, and cold in the winter when we have to bring the trash cans out. It's really rough. Gosh, struggle is real over there. I mean, first world problems, but. Yeah. So obnoxious. Yes, I know sure. even as I'm saying it, it you have, sounds you have so a lot of land. obnoxious. A lot of land in the Midwest. Um, but remember, yeah. remember, I'm in I'm in Ohio. And so it's not like, you know, like whenever people say, like, wow, like your house looks so nice, or like, wow, your yard looks so nice. I just have to kindly remind them that there's a reason why our house looks so nice and our yard is so big. It's because we live where nobody wants to live. That's it. Mm-hmm. No, I'm mean, listen, Columbus, Ohio That's is a secret. great place to live, I think. Good place to raise a family, right? It's suburbia. It's only a good, a good place to raise a family. Not really it's good only? for much else. Yeah. 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 Well, can I ask you, um, now that we're kind of into this show about nothing, uh, what was the temperament of a typical, you know, Ohioan uh after you guys lost to Michigan? Do you well, know it was what the it was third like? Year in a row that we I know, lost. but this was yeah, but this again, um, like I mean, it just, it just happened, you know, a few weeks ago. But this was for the Big Ten to go into the Big Ten championship and then to go become the overall number one, and then you would have, you know, you, you Ohio would have went to the national championship again to the playoffs. So, what was the mood like when when you know um, what's weird? When you guys I mean, lost. I ha- I have to say, I'm not a good person to ask this because I don't people don't talk to me about the Buckeyes like they know I'm not. Like, I don't bleed. Mm. What is it? Scarlet and gray. But nothing at church. Like, the pastor didn't get up when he was preaching before he preached. But they they talk about, but the pastors talk about like Buckeye games every single week during college football season. So it's not anything new. Um, He did go up and he said, We're not going to talk about it. Like, he said, (laughs) We're not going to talk about it. But I just want everyone to remember that God is still in control um, and God still is our king. Like, he had to like really remind people. Um, But you know what's odd is, you should have went up and said, you know what? It's because this is idolatry. That's why we keep losing. We worship this team like more than we other, worship God. There's other things that come before that. Actually, maybe not in Ohio. But I think because it was the third one, oddly yeah. enough, it wasn't – I don't think it was as traumatic because I think people mm. kind of were so um, grieving and mourning last time that mm. I feel like at this point they almost had like this learned helplessness attitude of like – of course this happened to us. Like, of course, like Day needs to get fired. Like, of course this happened. You know he what I mean? And so fired. Yeah, he needs to get fired. I mean, I don't know. So it wasn't fired, as but... bad. It was I feel okay. like it wasn't as bad. That's that's my opinion of it. I'll check with some people and see if that's a correct assessment. But um, but yeah, I mean, for for the record, pastors very, very frequently will talk about Buckeye games on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and very, very frequently will start their like sermon with oh and then there's a whole congregation that goes i o like that's a totally normal occurrence are you serious Ohio. i yeah. didn't know that was a chant oh i o oh i o yeah it's a completely normal way to kick off the well, sermon so so let me ask you when he goes oh do you go i o do you actually respond uh, absolutely I-O? not no i don't okay, okay i sit there and judge everybody like i like what is this a church or like a football game like what is going on here you know wow yeah, I hear you. Hey, are you uh, paying attention to what's going on with the Giants here lately with uh, mm-hmm. Tommy DeVito? No, what happened? No, you you don't. You used to be a Giants fan. I you don't used play- to be a Giants fan, and then I had kids, 
And then basically I stopped watching all TV because anytime I would turn on the TV, they would be like, can we watch? I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm disappointed Sophia, in you because you used to first... really like the Giants. Like you used to go crazy for the Giants, and now recently, I my Facebook memory came up and it was like, I'm so disappointed. No, it said like Plastico Burris needs to go in the trash can. That was my memory of Facebook. I was like, why did I even care? <laughs> like I literally, I was like, why did I even care so much that I had to put this on Facebook? Like who am I anymore? Um, oh. yeah, I don't even. I literally don't watch TV. Okay. Well, anyway, there's this guy. I used to call him Danny DeVito because I didn't like. I I just thought this guy was. He's a third string quarterback for the Giants. He's undrafted, and he is. He went to Don Bosco's high school here, so oh. he's a local kid. Oh wow! And um, basically, he was like a. He made it to the practice squad, and he was doing his thing. And you know, of course, Daniel Jones got injured. Tyrod Taylor got injured, and so DeVito. Wow. Third they just, string. They just put him in. Third string. And this kid, again, he never got drafted. He's an undrafted player. And it's just a, a wonderful story because he came in, you know, he, he's, he started four games and he's three and one. And, and he's got like eight what? touchdowns in those four games. He's, it's, it's becoming like, you remember Jerry, remember Linsanity? Yeah. Remember, remember what this Yeah, I remember like Linsanity. Of course. All Asians so, remember Linsanity. Right. Right, especially Asians. So for, yeah. as for I think for an Asian, we're not going to say it's not. No, Lin Sandy was crazy. Lin Sandy was absolutely crazy. But what's happening, it's kind of like that's what's happening. Like every game, we're like, is this kid for real? Like, is he really for real? And this past week, he he was playing and uh, they were losing. They were losing by one or two to Green Bay. And Green Bay is doing actually really, uh, they're doing much better. And they had a minute and like 40 seconds left in the fourth quarter. And he led them down the field and they got into field goal range and the Giants won. And so everyone is like, this is like insanity. This is crazy. This kid comes out of nowhere, undrafted. And he's like, you know, and and his father, they show his father on TV all the time. And he looks like he looks, he looks like the dude I went to school with. You know, and his agent is like super <laughs> Italian. You gotta Google this. His agent is super Italian too. Like they just look. These are like the kids I went to school with. Like it's just crazy. But anyway, great story. Um, Giants are three and one. They're gonna play the Saints this week. And, you know, I mean, I, I hope they have a chance to beat them. But then they play the Eagles. And if they beat the Eagles, mm. if they even win one out of the two games they play them, I mean, this place is gonna go crazy. So New York is just a little if you're into football and you're into New York football. It's a little crazy here right now. So anyway, I will, yeah, I will say that for the record, I don't want anyone to call me a fair weather fan because it's not like I'm not, I don't root for the, I still will wear my Giants gear because I still have a lot of Giants gear and I don't, yeah, not, especially I don't when you're to OC. Well, he's gone. I don't, I don't um, not wear my Giants gear because I'm so ashamed and I was very ashamed because of, you know, I was watching that score <laughs> with the Cowboys last time and I was like, this is just oh. like. Disgusting. Like I cannot, and I still yeah. wore my Giants gear. So listen, I'm not a fair weather fan. Yeah. Okay, I'm still loyal. It's just I just don't have the time or brain power to watch the games anymore. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's, it's a great story. Honestly, it is, and I hope we'll he see gets where it goes. Hope, you we'll know, see where it we'll goes. We'll see where it goes. I mean, this this will be like a, a Tom Brady story on steroids. If this kid can actually like you know be really good, and, and who knows, maybe bring a championship to uh, New York one day. But anyway, everyone is still saying Daniel Jones is a starting quarterback. But I'm telling you, we'll see what happens in the next four or five games. And if he wins out and does really well, I mean, Daniel Jones, I think, has competition next year. And hopefully you mean, know, we'll see what happens. Like but turning this into like a like a sports podcast, but there was a funny internet picture that I saw and there was a picture of Eli Manning with Tim Tebow and it said one of these people are are possibly going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. But it's not Tim Tebow. It's like this dreamy looking like Eli Manning. Like literally out of those two, who looks like, you know, a football player? Like Eli Manning does not yeah. look like a football player. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. And Tim he Tebow got looks two like Super Bowls. Steroids. Two yeah. Super Bowls he got us. MVP as well. And he beat the Patriots twice, which is almost impossible. So it's like he's done something that no other quarterback was able to do. Beat Tom Brady twice in a Super Bowl. I mean, that's 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 pretty remarkable. And he destroyed their 18-0 season. That so was like so really epic. That, that was, was crazy. So 
epic. 18 and 0. Everyone's uh, there's no way they're gonna win. And he beats them again and just oh, like man. oh you Our know, younger like listeners, if we have any, are gonna have no idea what we're talking about. We're like, I know. Okay. So let's get to something cool. You know, so I think this could be a good show that we just kind of not necessarily talk about current events, but let's maybe kind of just share something going on in our lives that our audience maybe wouldn't know, like something that you like to just share. If there's anything like good news or something like that. Uh, I think would be nice. I'll go first. And then if there's anything you want to share, you Sounds can good. too. And then we'll just kind of call Sounds it a wrap. Good. So um, like just before this episode recorded, like Jenny and I were like, actually like I was crying a little bit, but Jenny was like full out crying. So she comes down and I'm, I'm ready. I'm like ready to get on. I'm like, what's going on? I was like, are you okay? Like what happened? I was like, did you get fired? What's going on? Like she I had, would like, be no crying idea. tears of joy then. <laughs> Well, she was crying tears of joy. And here's the reason why. Oh, they were tears so of joy. You, it was tears of joy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's not that she didn't get fired. All right. Um, <laughs> not yet. We, 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 I, I, w- I would cry tears of misery if she got fired. Because then I don't know. I don't know what I would do to, to replace her income. So uh, so anyway. Um, so she comes down and she's crying. And I'm like, what's up? What, what, what happened? And so anyway, but basically what it is is this. So you guys all know sort of my journey with my son with his baseball. Yeah. And I think I shared several episodes ago, you know, about, you know, a showcase that we went to in the summertime, the biggest showcase of the year. And he completely bombed it. Like he completely bombed it. And um, he knew it. I knew it. You know, he cried, you know, and stuff like that. And I actually, I think at that point, we all just kind of, I just felt like, yeah, I don't know if he's going to ever like be recruited play baseball in college and i think he too and that's why he was always like you know what if i go to rock like if i get into Rutgers, i'm just gonna go to Rutgers. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try to seek baseball in college i think he just kind of lost confidence in himself all of that but you know he's worked so hard i mean mm-hmm. the kid wakes up mm-hmm. at 5 a.m and he works out at the gym every day i mean he's put in so much time and effort into his game you know he he's downstairs hitting you know and stuff like that and a lot of times i've got to tell him to go down but he'll do it he'll motivate himself you know and just he's doing like the things he can to try to play in college well just yesterday this happened but last week um he got a call from a coach and um and a text message not a call text message because that's what they do now a text message saying what that they hey, do we'll... now <laughs> yeah they don't they don't call they just text <laughs> and <laughs> and he just basically said you know christian we'd love to you know we'd love to uh talk to you and have you come down and check out the campus and and and, and meet you uh face to face and so it's a small college. It's a junior college. And, you know, Christian and I have been talking about maybe him going to like even locally here, Burton Community College. And uh, for the first couple of years, save some money and stuff like that. And he was actually open to the idea. So it's a college called Raritan Valley uh, College, Community College. It's a two-year program like BCC. And, you know, there's a baseball program there, but it's a Division two baseball program. Like, I just, I didn't know community colleges had Division one, Division two, II, Division three. So because it's Division Two, they offer scholarships. So the coach said we could even give you, you know, some level of a scholarship if mm. you want to play here. So anyway, I just go into this thing like completely unexpected, expecting nothing. I don't, I didn't, I didn't know what this was really about. I just thought, hey, you know what? They want him to come. Maybe they want they're gonna have other players come and just kind of tour the campus or something like that. So anyway, we get there yesterday and we we meet the coach, the recruiting coach. He gives us about a 30-minute tour of the campus. And it's a community college, but it's actually a pretty big campus. Um, that's you know, it's uh, it's 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 basically in a rural area in Jersey, and it's nice, it's in Somerset County. And uh, and so we do the tour for about 30 minutes. I'm thinking, okay. I was like, when are we gonna talk about baseball? Because always talking about this campus, and then like, and then after we're done, we go and we meet the head coach, and the head coach is just waiting. And he sits down and he basically just says, Christian, I just want you to know I've been following you for the last couple of years. And, you know, this was something that you know, we were we were interested in you. And then, you know, when we actually got your email that you were interested in playing for us, like that was that made all the difference in the world. And like the affirmation that he gave him, he just said, listen, like the hitting coach saw your your, your videos. And he just said, like, you have a division one level swing. And he said, we would love for you to come and be a part of this program for two years. And now my job would be to make sure you get big enough and and we teach you and you know, you bulk up or whatever. But my job is to get you to play, you know, um, in a in a division one school once you graduate from here. And I was just like, whoa. And I think just the 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 belief that there's a coach, a college coach that believes in him, 
like believes in his abilities and stuff like that. Um, it was like a little overwhelming. And then he said, mm -hmm. you know, and then we'll give you a scholarship that will cover 50% of your tuition. And I was just wow. like, what in the wow. world is going on here? And so, um, you know, we were very like, just excited. I was excited. And I just basically said, okay, you know, listen, um, you know, you like, just give us a couple, we need to think about it. And he goes, yeah, the sooner you let me know, the better, because we only have six scholarships we can give. And, uh, you know, and if you say yes, uh, you know, and, and the other thing he said is that we're not recruiting you to sit on the bench. He goes, you'll play. You'll be one of our starting outfielders if you, if you, if you, if you come in, especially because you're going to be a scholarship player. So I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. And so, yeah. So afterwards you get in the car and he's just like, dad, I'm coming here. Even if I, if he, even if I get into Rutgers, I'm not going, I'm going to come here. Wow. And, um, and it was just like, wow, like. It was pretty cool. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's just like, and I think this is the right fit for him. And uh, I think it's the right school. And then um, um, I guess Jenny came down because like, she told her parents about it. And and her parents started like crying. And I'm like, why are they crying? And then I guess Jenny just realized too, like, it's been a long road. I mean, we like mm. put so much sacrifice into his baseball time and effort. You know, we had hopes for him to play in college and stuff like that. And I guess like now it's like now that it's going to happen, like, you know, she was just really overjoyed to tears. So she comes down and she's just like, I think about the summer when he was crying at the dinner table, you know, because he failed to showcase, he didn't do well in the showcase and kind of like where now and she's like, oh, we're like so happy. And the best part of it, Sua, is we're going to save so much money. Can we not say that's the best part? Oh, okay, okay. That's not the best part. That's, but that's I a bonus. It's a bonus. Sua, I did the math and my math is bad. <laughs> All right. So don't like, but I did the math. We're going to save like $60,000 in two years. That's crazy. And it's like, and I didn't know this, but Raritan Valley Community College is the number one community college in New Jersey. Wait, like oh, they said it was. And I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't believe you. Where like, is yeah, it? Yeah. It's in New Jersey. It's in Somerset County. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So it, it's, it's actually about 15 miles away from New Brunswick. You know and stuff. So That's anyway, not yeah. Bad at all. No, it's fifty miles away from our house. I did the. I looked at it. It's about fifty miles away from here. Um. So what, what's going to end up happening is that you know probably he like once the season starts, the coach says he's got housing for the kids, the, the team, and you know you got they got to pay rent. You know, but it's not camp. There's no campus housing. It's a community college, but he's got like housing for the baseball team. So he'll live with his baseball teammates you know, and stuff like that. And and the rent is very affordable. Like, I'm just like, oh, this is great. So yeah, so I'm just like, wow, this is really great. But you know, I think there's a part of it, like, you know, you just kind of entrust it to the Lord and see what happens. And I think the biggest thing like that really motivated us at this meeting was just, he was just like, listen, like, like, you know, my job isn't just to get you to play well here. My job is to place you in a four-year school and for you to play. And we believe you can play at a division one level there's just some things we need to work on with you. Like, you know, you get got to put on some weight and other things, but he said like, you're there, you're pretty much there. And so I guess like that was like really encouraging. Cause I'm just like, Oh wow. Okay. And I was like, no, he's not going to play division one, but yeah, he might still. And even if he doesn't, even if he plays a very competitive division three, that that's very like, that would be great too. But nonetheless, I'm like, you know, this baseball could end up paying off because right now for, he's going to save us tremendous money for the first two years. And then if he gets into a four-year school and he gets recruited, and he says this, he goes, when you get recruited at the transfer portal as a college student, teams never recruit you to sit on the bench. They're going to recruit you and you're going to play. It's like they said, basically, when you think about the transfer portal, think about like Shohei Otani. He just got traded, right? I mean, he just left and signed with the Dodgers. Like they don't just bring him there to sit on the bench. So like when, <laughs> when a school wants you at a college kind of level, <laughs> yeah, they said, uh, yeah, at a school, when a school yeah. wants you at a college level, it's so that you can start. But they, if they want you at a high school level, you're not guaranteed. You're probably mm -hmm. not going to start. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to have to sit in the bench, but when they transfer you at a college level, cause they don't know you, they only got two years. You're going to start, you're going to play. So mm -hmm. that's what the one thing, you know, and it's like, that's my job. My job is to get you there and I want to be a part of it, you know, and stuff. So it was really cool just to kind of like, be in that meeting and just to see a coach like really believe in him. And he goes, he goes, you didn't play for any big teams. And that's why nobody knows about you. And we love that. We love it that you're like a secret. And he's like, we love it that nobody knows about you right now because that's why we want you here. So I was like, all right, so we'll see. So anyway, that was really cool. That was so cool. And uh, 
really happy and and jenny just came down i think she was like so emotional she like brought some tears into my eyes right before we were recording i'm like honey you gotta leave i, I gotta record i gotta record stop getting so <laughs> emotional that's a, that's a good emotional high though. oh yeah 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 it's and i think like, yeah. i think part of it was like her uh her parents like her mother or my mother-in-law was just like really crying when she heard it like and especially because jenny explained like how hard it was for him in the summer and um and discouraged he was in the summer and i think like she just started you know and then the once the mom starts weeping then jenny starts crying so when she came down here her eyes like all red i'm like what's going on like, like are you what okay happened? who hit you was she fired like what's going on girl but anyway <laughs> but yeah but that was really cool so you know what you know it's it's it, it, it like all the hard work it pays off and we're just happy for him and he's really happy he's super excited and we'll see what happens right as as, as you know as a kid you know as a parent you just want your kids to be happy and to put them in a place where hopefully they can kind of do the things that they set out to do so he's wanted to play college ball and so it's a different path than what he had hoped but we feel like this is probably the best path for him for you know a future at a four-year school so we'll see what happens so yeah it's pretty exciting so that's cool i want to share that that's super cool and i mean like so happy for christian because um i mean as parents i feel like we have i mean most parents i feel like have the perspective of the goal is not always the only reward. I mean, it's nice to meet yeah. a certain goal, but I think the reward really is in the process itself. I know that sounds super like Confucius or yeah. whatever, but you know, you know what I mean? Like all of those years and hours that he had to kind of go through the discipline and willpower of making sure that he does what he needs to do, like in and of yeah. itself is a reward because those are life skills that he's going to build on for the rest of his life. You know, it's yeah. like, I remember I was talking to somebody and they said, oh, who cares what, I mean, this was in the context of like that, this particular person was like, I don't think it matters what high school or what middle school or whatever you go to because I, and, and I mean, this was like, he said in a very derogatory way, but he was basically like everybody in New Jersey ends up going to Rutgers, who cares what high school you go to? Like, that's kind of what he said. And first of all, Rutgers is a great college. So I don't know why he's being so, condescending about it but second of all it's kind of like but you're looking at it completely wrong because if you think that the goal of a high school education is to get into a good college that's completely yeah. the wrong way to look at it because i can tell you as somebody who's gone through high school college and grad school the most learning i ever did was in high school and middle school that was hmm. an elementary hmm. school like those were that were when the fundamental blocks of how i study and how i learn yeah. formed by the time you get to college you're at college to get a degree you're not really at college to learn you know what yeah. i mean yeah. and so i mean look going back to like the whole christian idea like i feel like it's i think it's amazing that he got um, kind of this affirmation from a, the level of coach in a college level who's yeah. saying like, I have seen the work you've put in. I think that you have potential. Like, it's just so nice to hear, not from, you know, like the usual suspects or somebody completely yeah. as an outsider to kind of hear that affirmation. Yeah. I feel like it's so gold, but also <laughs> I'm looking at it from the real outsider's perspective. And I'm like, Christian already got a lot of the reward in just his whole dedication to it his yeah. commitment his consistency like yep. these are the things that even i mean maybe unless like, he literally becomes like otani levels and like <laughs> really, no. you know, a pro. <laughs> but i mean these are the things that you can't buy with money like the day-to-day yeah. consistent yep. discipline that he learned yep. how to work for something that you really really love with a passion and consistency like i feel like these are the things that as parents we want to teach our children and that you know, you cannot get with a college education or, yeah. you know, a professional career. Like these are the building blocks of a successful person, you know? And so, yeah, it's so cool. And like the things I there's things I didn't know, like about it, about like, they've done their research on him. They're like, yeah, you may second team all County. And I'm like, really? He did. I was like, I didn't know that, you know, like, mm -hmm. and he's like, yeah, you guys, you may second team all County. You had, you know, you, 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 you hit, you, you had, you in top 25 of doubles for the County. Like, you know, like mm -hmm. you, you're in the top 25 of, of doubles hit, extra base hits. And I was like, what? I was like, and I kind of knew that, you know, but like, again, like I just realized, oh, these guys did their homework on him. Like, I didn't know he was second team all county, you know, and stuff. And then I was like, hey, you're second team all county? He goes, yeah. I'm like, you should tell me that. Like, I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know that you were second team all county. Like, I didn't know that. So anyway, yeah. So it was just, it was just really cool because they did their research on him and they just, like, I just, I wasn't, I didn't think that it was going to be like a real strong recruitment. I know he, the coach really wanted him to commit then, right then and there. 
And he said, and the cool thing about him is like, listen, if you decide to go to a four-year college and they give you an offer, I would totally encourage you to do it. So just because you say you're going to come here, mm -hmm. like he said, like, you know, I am, we can't compete with a four-year college, so you can go. He goes, but I will be sad if you left us for Bergen. You know, he's mm -hmm. like, we're the better school. Yeah, 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 Academically, yeah. we're the better school. Better and, team. you know, and, and, you know, and, and he's just new. He's, he's only into it for the first year. So he's really into recruiting good players because this guy really wants to have a good program over there. So I was just like, this is like perfect. He, there's only, th there'll be like, he'll be a starting outfielder. And I was like, this is great. This will be amazing. So he's like, you know, I want to come visit you. So anyway, you're right though, because the discipline, the hard work, all that stuff, he just learns, he'll learn. He's, he, that'll benefit him in the future. But I guess we're just so happy for him as a parent. Cause we just see like, like, the sparkle in his eyes <laughs> he's like I mean, no, i'm not going to so Rutgers. amazing yeah he goes i don't even you know? care if i get if i get accepted i'm not going there i'm, I'm gonna go here and and i like you know i believe what the coach has told me he you know like how he's gonna invest in me and stuff like that and he's just like he's just super excited so and this coach is like you could tell i think this guy's italian like he just greets us with a hug and then you know asians we don't really do that but like i know like for him i think he wants to show like he you know like when your son comes here like this is what i this is how i'm gonna mm -hmm. treat my players you know, and stuff like that. So it just seemed like a good guy. And I were really excited for him. And he's super excited about it. And, you know, and the best part is we can go watch his game because it's only it's in Jersey. It's in central Jersey. It's not far. So we can actually check it out. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun. His mother and I are gonna have a good time. I think that sounds awesome. And actually, that reminds me of, um, you know, the thing that's interesting about I don't want to like Christian's going to be like, why are you guys like analyzing me on your podcast? Everyone's going to be like, hey, I listen to your dad's podcast. Yeah, I all about you. He's going to be like, what? He's going to be like, God, please. He's like, what? Are, what? You know, what? he hates. There's a picture of him at Taylor's at Maven PT. It's in Pal Park. Yeah. On the windows. Because you know, he's like one of the fittest ones that he has. No, no. Because Taylor needed, he needed somebody like, because, you know, he when he started the, when he opened up Maven uh, Pal Park, he he wanted to put because the the place is all windows, so he yeah. wanted to put pictures of uh -huh, patients uh -huh. and stuff like that. And so of course he wanted a sports one, so he's like, "Christian, take a picture with me." And I was like, "Oh, dude, I like he hates taking pictures, you know." So I I kind of I I actually I dupe I lied to him. I told him I was like, "Hey, man, you know, like Uncle Taylor, we're gonna it's gonna be a group shot with the people that you work out with." And then it was just him. So he's on there. And his friends, because they get haircuts in that oh same floor, oh my like his baseball friends, they'll, they'll take photo, they'll take a selfie, and they'll send it to the <laughs> chat room to all his baseball. Like, yo, look, Christian is a model. He's a model. And they just bust on him. They make fun of him. He hates it. He's like, Dad, like, could you please tell Uncle Taylor now? It's been like three years. Could you tell him to please take that down? I'm like, he's not going to take it down. You know how much money he spent on those things? He's not going to take that down. You know. So anyway. I feel like. <laughs> Again, I don't really know Christian very well, but I think that what is so nice from a third person perspective listening to the story is, you know, I don't ever get a sense that he's doing this um, because he's like, oh, I want to make it big. Like, I want to be a star. Like, I want everyone to know me. Like, I want the glory. And I feel like, yeah. you know, yeah. sometimes you kind of get that from, um, we all know, like when we were growing up, like a lot of, a lot of boys that I know had dreams of being like an NBA star or like a yeah, football yeah. player. And I think a lot of that was also the glitz and glamour of that lifestyle. Yeah. Like, it's like, I'm going to be big. Like, you know, I'm going to be, you know, when I, every time I get a touchdown, they're going to show my face on that giant, like jumbotron, like that kind of thing. Um, but I feel like with Christian, just from how you speak about it, it always seems kind of like he just loves the game. Like he yeah. just loves playing. Yep. It's yep. never really about, um, like the status or like the money or like all these things, which would be nice, but it really seems like he just wants to play the game because he really loves yeah. the game and is passionate about it. And so um, that's really nice. And it reminds me a, a little bit about while I was in Palm Springs for my friend's birthday, um, I was listening to a lot of people. There were some interesting conversations about like occupation and jobs, which made mm. me think about, because some of the people were um, in between jobs and I just had a lot of conversations about work. Um, I was actually the only person in that group of seven that like is retired. <laughs> I'm a state of mom, so I don't work. I don't. I don't work for pay anymore. Um, I get paid in like boogers that my kids like put on me and stuff. But anyways, um, it was just a very interesting thing for me to think about the idea of a job and like you know what we want to do when we grow up or how that's yeah. materialized for us and actually i want to revisit i know this is not what we're technically supposed to be doing on this episode but remember when we did that episode on how do you find your calling in life yeah 
And there was a lot of talk about, I actually had a bit of a shift from when we talked about Mm. that. And the shift is, um, so I, I think part of the shift is because I've recently been listening to an audiobook um, by N.T. Wright called Into the Heart of Romans. It's his new book. And basically, sorry, I'm getting super like technical, but in the the whole book is basically an analysis of Romans 8. The entire mm. book is just Romans 8. But he actually talks about how in his many, many decades of studying Romans, he literally realized this time that he's been studying it completely wrong. Mm. Um, and it's a whole new, It's a, and he talks about how most Christians, when they look at Romans 8, they talk about, they think it's about glorification in heaven. Like it's about when we die and we go to heaven, we will mm. be raised and we will go to heaven. But he says, actually, he thinks that it's, that's a, and when NT writes says something, we listen because the dude's like a genius and he's he written like a million books. Um, he said, he thinks from his current reading that it's not about glorification. It's about vocation, meaning it's mm. about our vocation here on earth. And when he yeah. says vocation, he's not talking about our jobs. And I think that's kind of what yeah. catapulted this shift in the way I think about jobs. He talks about how all Christians, our primary vocation is to, and what why God created us in his image, it's so that we can bring a little bit of Eden back to help in the process of restoring the world back to God's original design. And that is our primary vocation for all Christians. But I think a lot of times the reason why, and I don't disagree with the things we said in our episode. I still think that, you know, God for many of us has a calling, but I think the problem happens when we conflate our primary vocation, which is what's supposed to give us our fulfillment, our joy, our peace, all of the things and expect to get those things from our secular occupation, which sometimes mm. for some of us are not the same thing, right? Yeah. And so I think that's where a lot of the disgruntlement comes from because we are seeking from a day job what we can only get from our true primary vocation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and in so doing, sometimes we play, we put way too much emphasis on our job. Not to say that our jobs are not important. Of course, our jobs are important, yeah. but I think we have made our jobs, the jobs that pay us our paychecks are idols in the sense that we want our identity to be found in that. And I think that's why sometimes we can't quite find what the right job, quote unquote, for us is because we're seeking things that it can never give us from that. I don't know if this is making any sense. Oh, it's making great sense. So I I think think that's why when I see like the whole journey of how Christian is entering into like, and we don't know, of course, where he's going to end up. Like it's still kind of an open book. But I, I see, I don't see any of this false narrative of like, I'm going to find who I am in like my sport or the college that I go to. Like, yeah. he's just doing yeah. what he loves. And, you know, I think that there's a difference there between people who might be like, I need to get this scholarship. I need to go to division one. Like, it's going to be so embarrassing yeah. for me if I can't get a D1. Like, after all the hours that I put in, like, I'm yeah. not going to go to a D2. Yeah. Like, that's embarrassing. Like, I'm ashamed of that. Like, there's a certain status or, like, yeah. identity that people seek out, especially in the sports realm. Yeah. Um. But I think he, it does not seem like his journey to that is stemming from those things. It's really him doing what kind of God put in his heart to love doing. And he also, when he yeah. said, like, if I don't get it, then I don't get it. And yes, of course, it's crushing. But also, it, I don't get the sense that he was like, who even am I then? Like, what am I even yeah, going like, to yeah, live yeah. for? Like, it wasn't like that, you know? No. And so, yeah. Well, sorry. did you? That's what to- I appreciate about him. Like, I, I just love the fact that he's, he's um, you know, he knows who he is. And he's very self-confident in who he is in that way. And he doesn't, like, find his identity in some of those things, like baseball or other things. And the other thing I love is that, like, I'm actually proud of Jenny. And myself, because, you know, I mean, this is a division two community college program, a junior college mm-hmm, program, mm-hmm. you know, and we like there could be some, you know, tiger parents that are into sports. Absolutely. Like, it's a failure. You didn't make division one, division two, division three at a four year school. But for us, we're like, I feel like we hit the lotto, mm-hmm, <laughs> but it's a Junko mm-hmm. school. But I was like, no, but there's a coach that believes in him and that wants to work with him and wants to develop him. And believes in him, and that's all you can ask for. Because he'll learn a lot there. And I think for Christian, you know, he's he's made some of his close, all of his closest friends are from his baseball community. And so I think he just that's another reason why he loves because baseball is such a team sport. And um, you know, and and uh, and he's and he's his best friends are 
folks who play baseball with him. So I think that's another thing. So I think, you know, in his own life, that that's one of the other reasons why he loves the game so much, because it's not just the playing of it, but it's also the community aspect. Yeah. And he's a good teammate. He's a really good teammate, you know, and stuff. So, yeah, it's really cool. But I love what you said about the vocation thing, because our job is it's called this. You know, I think we've talked about it. it's like this idea of realized eschatology. You know, we're, we're supposed yeah. to give people a taste of Eden, which is really a taste of what God's kingdom is like. And that's our purpose. That's that's our number one vocation and calling. And if we can couple if that can be a part of like our job, that's amazing. You know, but if it doesn't, you know, but it's still our primary vocation is to give a taste of let people have a taste of Eden. So I love it. I love that. Yeah, I love I think, that you no, listen but, to N.T. Wright. Look at you, girl. I know. I'm, I'm so fancy. I'm reading N.T. Wright. But so seriously, it was no, but it's such a shift, though, because, you know, he talks about how. God did not save us, save us from the world. He saved us for the world. Exactly. Um, meaning, you know, and I think that therein lies this tension that a lot of us feel like sometimes we're like, it doesn't matter what we do here because we're ultimately yeah. just going to go to heaven. But th nope. that's completely missing why God created us in his image in the first place. God did not create us in yeah. his image so that we can be like, we're better than everyone. He created nope. us in his image to rule as a good ruler over that's the right. things that he's that's given right. us, but that's not what we're doing. Um, yeah, what were you gonna? No, say? no, no. It's so true, and it's so, so tragic because when you go to like a lot of churches and you hear preachers preach, a lot of times they just basically they don't ever talk about that. Really, they don't talk about like that powerful truth that we're here, you know, to open up the kingdom of God and to let people uh, have a little taste of what heaven's like here on earth. And that's like our purpose. It's is to expand the kingdom of God, but. You don't hear people really talk about that much. And I'm just so grateful that, you know, he, he, I, I don't know that book. He wrote another book. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's, it's on the entire book of Romans and it was fantastic. It's a robust read, uh, but it's a, it's an amazing, it's an amazing book. And, um, and uh, I read that years ago and I just thought it was really great. So he's actually uh, an amazing Roman scholar. He is one of the yeah, foremost and Roman scholars. Can you scholars. imagine? And here's what's crazy is like this guy who spent his entire life you know, studying the yeah. Bible in his years now, in his mature years, he's like, oh, actually, I think I might have gotten this a little wrong. Like, here is my new. And I think there's something for us to all learn about, man, like the Bible is the book that just continues to yeah. illuminate new things to us. There's we cannot like you're never finished reading the Bible. Absolutely. Um, going back to the vocation thing. So that was interesting for me because, um, you know, I'm a stay at home mom. And so I, when people ask me, like, what? what do you do? Like, I'm just kind of like, I don't really, and I know, I know, I know, like, I'm not like saying I don't have a job. Like, that's not what I mean, but you know, I don't have a job. Like I'm a stay-at-home mom. It kind of means like unemployed, you know? Um, and yes, I am not, I, please, if you're a stay-at-home mom, I am not negating the amount of work that you do. Like it is a lot of work a lot that of work. goes very Most unrecognized, work. Yeah. but there is this kind of tendency for me to be like, well, you know, like I'm unemployed. Like I, I don't really work. Like I, I just, I'm a stay-at-home mom. Um, but I think the whole idea of the vocation is actually very, um, it's very interesting because it makes me re-evaluate what it is that I'm supposed to be doing as a stay-at-home mm. mom. Um, that's why when I pray now with my kids, you know, like it's my prayers with my kids sometimes is like a reflection of what I'm learning from God in my own time. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I break out into song, like John's like, what kind of prayer is this? Like the other day we were praying and then in the middle of praying, I just bust out into O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And John's like, literally, what kind of prayer is this? <laughs> but you, I love know, you it. gotta pray, you gotta pray. Listen, you're flowing with the spirit. You're flowing with the spirit. You gotta pray what's in your heart. So anyways, um, but I've really, really recently been praying um, that everywhere my kids go, that there will be a little bit of heaven and that they yeah. would restore it a little bit close to God's original design. And um, yeah. that thing you said about like identity, you know, I know we're sharing a little bit. I don't want to share too much because um, I have no consent from my minor children. They're like way too young to consent to these things. But my older daughter recently had some drama at school with some friends, uh, mm. which apparently I, I guess happens when you're a tween. And um, mm -hmm. especially in the world of girls, I think there's sometimes, had you know, some drama happens. But in the whole thing of it, the thing that I was very, very thankful for was that she did not, I did not see her basing any of her self-worth on the things that people were saying about her mm. or the things that people were doing to her. And that's what I always worry about because I think that's it's it's so hard for us to not hear what others say to us or others yeah. do yeah. to us and then take yeah. it 
and I apply that to, oh, this must be who I am, or this must right. be what I'm worth. Yeah. Because that's just kind of a natural human instinct part of us. But she was very like that that's not who I am. Like, I don't, I don't care if that's what they mm. say. And I really think that only comes from knowing who you are in something that is unchanging, partly from your parents. I do think that the most tangible way that kids get that is from the parents. And so, um, if your parents show you conditional love, I think it is very difficult to then understand God's unconditional love yeah. because you don't even have a little sampling of it, um, in a tangible way. But, you know, for my kids, um, because I do believe that even though they are young, they do have a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Um, I see in my older daughter, like she knows who she is. She knows that God said, I created you, you are good. Like she knows that God loves her no matter what. And so even though things happen and it's really, really difficult to go through these things. And yeah, of course she gets emotional because that's normal. Um, it doesn't shake the fundamentals of who she knows she is, which that's is right. that she's a child that's of right. God. And I think that at the end of the day, is the core job that I am bringing as a mom is to That's remind right. them that no matter what happens in this life, that there are certain things that will never change. And that is that like, you are a child of God and you are loved and that Jesus died for you, you know? And, 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 you know, like your job is like, it, it's, you're doing what your vocation is about. What NT Wright talked about, because you're giving your children a taste of Eden at home, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and they get to grow up in a home where, it's Eden for them, you know, and it's not perfect. Right. But it, they get a taste of it and you're discipling them into that. And that's a huge role. And you're doing that. And which, which is really a beautiful thing. And we saw, we all can do that, you know, like, so like if you're a stay at home mom or stay at home dad, you are a discipler. You're what you're with you're, you're, your vocation. You're living out your vocation of discipling your children, you know, the best way you can. And I think that's a real beautiful thing when you think about that, but yeah, you know, it's really cool. And, and uh, it's such a gift when kids can grow up in a home where it's kind of like Eden for them. And especially about, you know, like I, she has got a great relationship with her father. And that makes as they get older for young girls, uh, the more stable and the more uh, intimate their relationship is with their father. The, the only it's only going to help them even more as they get older. So it's a beautiful thing. So, but yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, good stuff, it's, Sua. it's been. Um, yeah, because we are studying judges in my small group. And I remember in the beginning, Ooh, um, I know it's so real. Well, we just finished Samson and I wanted to mm. die. Like I literally wanted to kill him and then I wanted to die. And my kids also want to kill him because I told them the story about Samson putting fire to 300 foxes' tails and they're very upset about the animal cruelty. <laughs> they're very <laughs> upset. Like there's, Audrey is so you want, you mad. You want to cut his hair too. Yeah, yeah Audrey is so yeah. mad. Um, but I mean, I was like, don't worry, he dies. I mean, that's not, that's not, the <laughs> he's, <so bad. laughs> he's crushed by a bunch of boulders. Don't worry, girls. He gets what he's due. No, I mean, oh, my that's, goodness. Not, that's a joke. But, you know, at the beginning, or maybe it's the end of Joshua, but they talk about how the generation after the generation that came out of captivity, mm. like from the wilderness, they did not remember any of what God had done for them. Yeah. Like they literally talk about yeah. it, like they did not remember. And it made me think about like, it made me really motivated to share a lot about how God's working in my life with my kids, because I think that sets the foundation, you know, like if, yeah. if I, I mean, not that like, I wonder like if they had told them a little bit of God's faithfulness towards them about, you know, and there's a reason why God keeps saying like, tell your kids about the mighty deeds of God. Like you've got to tell yeah. them about all the things like have the festivals, like remember. And there's like a reason why he keeps telling them to remember because we're so short. Like, what is the word I'm looking for? Like our memories are so short term, like we just forget yeah. so easily. And so, yeah, I, I really have been trying to rethink this idea of like what it is that I am doing. Like my, I'm not yeah. just feeding my kids and driving them to their extracurriculars and doing their homework with them, which are all important things, but fundamentally, like, what is it that I am doing here? Right. Um, and so, yeah, it, it kind of made me rethink this whole before it's too late because my older daughter is already you know, 11, it's you know? Well, yeah, you know, but it's, it's great. It really is. And I, I would say like for parents listening, uh, the greatest prayer you can pray for your child, because I think when they're younger, uh, they're so dependent on the, their life revolves around their parents. But when they get older, it's really not that that's not the case anymore. Right. Because as they get older, they get more independent. They have their friends, you know, and stuff like that. And they go to college. It's a whole different ball game. And you're no longer that central in their lives like that anymore. It's a sad reality. But so I think what I've, I've been encouraging now that my kids are all adults, I think the best prayer we can pray for our children 
is that our children would grow up and they would hunger for God's presence, that they would literally hunger for it, that it would be such a desire that they have that they want to be in the presence of God and that we would do our best job trying to model that in our own parenting, but that they just long to hunger for God. Because if, if, if our kids hunger for God, if they truly hunger for his presence, they're going to be fine as they get older you know, and stuff. And I, and that's been actually my prayer for all three of my kids every single day. Like I just been praying that God would just give them just such a deep hunger for his presence. And, uh, and that's my greatest prayer for all my children. I don't care what they do. I mean, you know, they'll do something right. They'll work and stuff, mm -hmm. but my just care, what I really care about is that they would live their life, hopefully as much as they can moment to moment, uh, being in the presence of God and knowing that God is so present and that they cannot survive life without the presence of God without the Holy Spirit being actively involved in their life. And to me, that's been like my deep prayer for them. And uh, and I just wanted to encourage any parents about that, that hopefully they can pray that prayer for their kids more than about them being successful, going to great schools. It's all overrated in my opinion. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's just if they can grow up and they become adults one day and they can long for the presence of God. Oh, man, that's just beautiful. I think and that's my hope for all, all three of my kids. So that reminds me anyway, of like an article I read recently. <laughs> Where they were talking about how you know when when kids are I was I was reading a book like I was reading I was listening to a podcast and then I started reading an article about this whole idea of like oxytocin which is like the love hormone people call it the love hormone because it's what's they say it's what's released when a mom gives birth to a baby um, okay and it's okay what kind of bonds you to your new baby um, there's like very interesting things like some people say it could also heighten your hearing so that you're more attuned to like your baby's crying like all of these things right oh yes um, yes but. Yes. It was very interesting because they talk about how a kid around, I don't, don't quote me at this, but I feel like it was around the age of like seven to nine. So up to like that age, apparently babies are very attuned to the voice of their mother. Like they can pick out the voice mm. of their mom mm -hmm. and it mm -hmm. rings much clearly or more powerfully in their minds than the voice of any other person in the world because of this bond mm. that you had created. But as they get older, around seven to nine it starts fading like that effect starts mm. fading yeah and then they start listening to everything equally like they start listening to the voice yes. of the world yes 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 and a lot of us parents or if you've been a seven to nine year old you know that happens like you start separating from your family of origin and start aligning with your peers this is a very natural yeah. thing that happens be during yes. the adolescent years um and i was thinking about this in like the spiritual sense because today yes i'm still reading john <laughs> I, took, I i was reading john and it was the whole passage about jesus talking about he's a good shepherd right and his sheep listen mm -hmm. to his voice and i was thinking about this because in some ways we think of it as a negative thing like oh, they're so attuned to my voice, but then around seven to nine, they stop listening to my voice and then it's all over. But that's not actually what happens because if you have a good relationship with your parents or you have children yep. who have become adult children who you still have good relationships with, a lot of times what happens is they do kind of stop listening to you and they kind of go on their own and start listening to other things. But the real triumph is when they return back to you because they yep. want to, because they realize yep. my parents yep. have given me good, faithful advice yep. and I enjoy yep. my parents' presence yep. and I yep. want to spend time with them and they yeah. come back. And I think even in our own spiritual journeys, I was thinking about, yes, there's a reason why, you know, Jesus says the children, right? Faith like a child, because we automatically listen to our moms. We listen to our parents and we mm. know they are good. But I think there comes a point in all of our faiths where I think we should come to a place where we kind of maybe go away from that, like, new Christian, like immediate love of God. And then we kind yeah. of go through this phase of like, do we really want to listen to Jesus? Like, is this really yep. real? And then yep. we search. Yep. But I think the true depth of your faith comes when then you return of your own volition, not because yes. you're scared of yes. bad things that will happen to you or because yep. of like danger, but because you want to spend time with Jesus, like you said, right. because you want to hunger for Jesus. And that's yep. a whole different level of maturity that I think comes when you do it out of your own free will, when you do it because you want to, and you do it because you know that the words that Jesus has spoken to you are faithful and true. And I think Absolutely. that is a whole different level of maturity in your relationship with Jesus, you know? And that's so, the greatest prayer we could pray for our kids. Honestly, like, you know, parents, if I could just encourage you, like, yeah, you know, I mean, it, I don't, I'm not going to tell you not to pray for things like them going to good schools or getting good jobs, marrying like good people. Like, like, I mean, those are all good things. Trust me, they're important. But man, if you can just pray that no matter what, like they would just long for God's presence, 
everything else will be everything else will fall into place and i hope that we can do that so but yeah this is a fun episode i'm so glad well i, I pretty much shared about me you didn't get a really chance to share some stuff that you nothing is happening about. nothing is happening in my life which no? i think is a good thing because i don't want okay. i don't want no drama save the drama oh for my... your mama i don't want to i said this to my daughter save the other day the she goes, you my are mama. my mama i was like save the drama for your mama she's like you are my mama <laughs> God, like, Damn it, I, I never heard of that idiom before save the drama for your mama yeah, I know, but I am the mama. So I you, are the mama. Sure. you are the mama. You are the mama. Well, we want to thank you so much for listening. We do hope that you'll just continue to tune in. Uh, we will be taking a little break for uh, the holidays, and uh, we'll catch you back up in, uh, I believe it's going to be the first Monday of January. No, second or, second Monday. Yeah, first Monday second is Monday first. Second Monday of January after New Year's, right? Yeah, New Year's the 8th. Is, yeah, January 8th. That's it. So tune in on January 8th. January 8th. It'll be a, a real good, fresh good episode i promise you it's gonna be great we don't know what we're gonna talk about yet no i I already know what we're gonna talk about oh you oh you do yeah i do know we're gonna talk about so so just please join us all right for the eight as we uh take a couple weeks off but thanks so much for listening if you have any questions any thoughts any comments feel free to just uh respond to our social media you could email us all that information is on weekpastor.org have a wonderful wonderful day have a merry christmas happy holiday and a happy Happy new year Year. bye Bye. <laughs>